Good morning. Uh, there's a small group of people out here this morning in front of Planned Parenthood. We are Christians, that is, we are not good people in of ourselves. Every Christian that's been born of God is a forgiven sinner. Every Christian has agreed that there's nothing that we could do, no good work that would satisfy the justice of a holy God. We recognize that we, by our actions, every day of our life, deserve the wrath of a holy God. We deserve hellfire because we have blasphemed God. We have lied. We've committed adulteries. We've lusted. We've stolen. We've been guilty like every single person that has ever lived on this earth has been. There's one difference between Christians and those who have not bowed the knee to King Jesus. And that is forgiveness in the name of Christ. And I say that this morning because we're not out here to feel good about ourselves. We're not out here because we think we're better. I've heard it stated that Christians are beggars telling other beggars where bread can be found. Nevertheless, there are things that the Word of God says abundantly clear. It is not mean and it's not angry to say what God has said. It is not mean to tell you the truth. You are our neighbors. You are men and women made in the image and likeness of a holy God. And you have value. And that value eclipses any, anything this world could provide. Any man-made object. The most beautiful palace. The most amazing work of art. The most desirable place to live. Nothing eclipses the value of a human being who reflects their Creator. Nothing eclipses the value of that little, small gift of God, your child in your womb, dear mother. Fathers. So by the grace of God this morning and by His Spirit's power, we've come to plead with you. We've come to love you and to be honest with you. To, to encourage you with all that we have to have mercy and love on your child. And if you're here for any other reason than to have an abortion, that you would not give your time, your effort, your money to such a wicked and wretched place that destroys little boys and girls every single week here. I, I want to read to you a very short passage from God's Holy Word. This is the creation of man. We are not happy accidents. We are, we are not the result of chemicals and, and elements bumping into each other. Simple proteins and amino acids evolving over billions of years. No, we are created specifically to bear the image of our Creator. Said God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Listen, male and female, He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth 
and subdue it, have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the birds, over the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. My friend, my neighbor, I would submit to you that if the Bible is true, and it is, and that we are in rebellion to God, and we have rejected everything He has said, that in our very world right now, we would see the exact opposite of this. This was written 4,500 years ago, and it describes perfectly the human heart today. What do we see? God said, let us make man in our image. Our triune God has stated this. And we see ourselves warring against that, saying we are made in the image of a common ancestor with primates. That we share ancestry with fish, bacteria, single-celled organisms. God's told us that He's given us dominion over the earth. Not to abuse it, but to actually have dominion over it. That we can utilize the natural resources of this world practicing good stewardship. It's our mandate. And we see a resistance to that. We see people that care more about endangered species than the little boys and girls that will be snuffed out of life here today. We see a mixing up, a conflating, a, a destruction of what it is to be a man or to be a woman and bear the image of our Creator. And we see a total rejection to be fruitful in the multiply. You see, we value in our fallen nature, in our sinfulness, in our pride and self-centeredness, in our idolatry, we value a nation by how, how valuable its monetary system is, how many weapons it has, how much riches, what its stock market is doing. But the Scriptures speak of the blessing of God coming in a nation filled with image bearers. The only creature in all of creation that reflects the character and nature of God, human beings. The only creature in all of the universe, it's bigger than we can see. The only creature that has an eternal soul is man made in the image of our Creator. And we see places that stand as an idol to self-centeredness, to comfort, to sexual immorality, to lust, abortion clinics. Look at this place. Look at this large building in this beautiful city, in this beautiful day. It's the end of October. Most of the country is freezing. We have the sun shine out. We have all of these gifts, our gracious, patient, kind God has given us. And what do you do this morning? Where are you now? What have you done with the goodness God has lavished on you, even in the midst of your rebellion? You've come to contribute to this place that destroys babies. You may have come to destroy your own child. So we stand here and we say, mothers, fathers, don't do this. Mothers and fathers, love your baby. I ask you, what is controversial? What is hateful about saying, dear mother, protect your baby? 
There are resources, there is help, financial help, help with car repair, education, housing, food, transportation, whatever it is, I guarantee you, somebody has thought of the need you may have and is ready, waiting to provide help. So it must be with a stubborn heart and a stiff neck that you insist that your child must die. But we're pleading with you. We're pleading with you to respond to your God-given nature. It is natural for a mother and a father to seek to protect their child, to give their child things they did not have. And the scriptures say that when our heart is given over to wickedness, that what we do is unnatural. That we must suppress the truth in unrighteousness. We must reject what is plain. That you have value. That your baby, your child has value. That you're not an accident, but you are specifically, fearfully and wonderfully made by a God who you reflect. That it is indeed wicked to destroy babies. You see, the Christian worldview, the scriptures are consistent. What have you seen plastered all over the news for the past 10 days? Two weeks now. We see two sides of a conflict in the Middle East throwing out as the greatest offense the death of little ones. That although it's horrible that men are killed, it's horrible that women have been raped and killed, there is a special response within us that says, although that is horrible, just the absolute atrocity of little ones being murdered in their home. You see, you respond that way because you're made to respond that way. Although the news may try to manipulate your emotions, that is valid, that is true. When you see a baby, regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of their nationality, when you see a baby that has lost their life, you're pricked in your heart. And I'm telling you, there's no difference. There is no difference here except that the babies murdered here are, are being murdered with the permission of their parents. Mothers and fathers, mothers and fathers, if you watch the news and you're outraged by the senseless killing of children and babies, how much more should you weep over the destruction of your own child? It is only the hardness of your heart that refuses to see what is abundantly evident, what is laid out before you. But we plead with you to look, to think, to feel, to love. This is the opposite of a hateful message. This is a message that loves life, that cherishes life. It says your child should not die 
this way. What would it take? What needs do you have? Come speak with us. We see the women come out. We don't know why they go in. We know why they were here when they come out. It's undeniable. The look, the vacuous look of emptiness on their face, the tears rolling down as they hobble to their car, as they strive as hard as they can to not think about what's happened, but their God-given conscience cries out, you killed your child. You killed your child. You killed your child. So we come here and we say, mothers, fathers, do what God has made you to do. Love your baby. Protect your baby. What would you say? What would, there was a lady out here, a dear sister in Christ, who's expecting a child. She's showing, you can tell that she's expecting a child. I ask you, if you walked out of this building and you saw her smoking a cigarette, what would, think, what would, what would the thought process be in your mind? Would you not think that is wrong? Would you not think she lacks love? Doesn't she know she should not do that? But I ask you, if I told you, if she told you in response, don't worry, I'm planning an abortion later today, would that automatically wipe out all of that concern? If it is wrong to be unhealthy, if it's wrong for a mother to do things that are unhealthy when she's expecting a baby, how is it right that she has her baby ripped apart and vacuumed from her womb? You see, there's nothing, there's no lie of Satan, there is no man-made argument or justification that will overcome the intrinsic knowledge God has placed in your heart and mind. This is wrong. It takes a careful and coordinated suppression of that truth that you would not feel what God has made you to feel, but we're here to love you. We're here to encourage you and to say, please, please love your baby. Mothers and fathers, I have been to baby showers. I've been to a first birthday party of a child that sat in their mother's womb in an abortion clinic. And the mother said, I can't. And with tears in her eyes, just as all the women that came out, her tears were accompanied with a smile, with joy. It's a wonderful and beautiful thing to love your baby. You're a bigot. All of you need to go somewhere else and help other people. Sir and ma'am, you are made in the image and likeness of Christ. And you have value. Your baby has value. All we are saying this morning is to love and to protect your child. To love and to protect your child. This is an amazing place. Not amazing in a good way. Amazing in an absurd, ludicrous manner that this building stands here out front. There's a security guard. They'll have security guards out here. I've been out here for many years. And I've never one time, never one time, seen any violence out here on the street where the security guards are. But every Saturday that we are here, 
human beings, human beings with the same value as the children being destroyed in the Middle East have been murdered. And there stands an impotent, cowardice man out here who refuses to do what God has made him to do. To let that stir in his soul, in his heart, and to be courageous and say, look it, I need a job. And it's an honorable thing to work, but I can't do this anymore. I can't contribute. I would never go in with my own hands and do the things that happen in here, but I cannot do this anymore. And that courage, sir, that courage feels good because you're made to respond to things like this. You are made differently than that lady that sits out here. You're made differently than the, woman in, the women that come in here. You're made stronger. You're made to do things they are not made to do. You're made to stand against popular opinion when it's wrong. I'm not your enemy this morning. I'm your friend. I'm saying, sir, it feels good to do what's right. Courage. You've been made to respond. And though your flesh may enjoy to sit here in cowardice, indifference, in fecklessness, you're made to respond. So God has made you. So as a forgiven man, as a man who's failed many times to do what I should and has been forgiven, not better than anybody, but forgiven, I encourage you, my neighbor, my friend, to get alone without your phone, without distractions, and to think, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I a part of? What if we're right? What if we're right? What if you're part of something designed to limit the minority races from reproducing? What if you're part of a demonic system that's been around since the fall of man to destroy little boys and girls made in the image of God. It's been said that when the student is ready, the teacher arrives. Sir, you've been faced with teaching regularly. It's all around you. Don't harden your heart. Don't distract your mind. Get alone, get quiet and think about these things. This place stands as an utter rejection to everything that is evident to the smallest toddler. The king is walking around in his, quote, new clothes and he's naked and everybody can see it. But nobody will say what we can all see. Nobody will say what we can all see. They will tell you that it's a potential life, that it's a zygote, it's, it's a fetus, it's a clump of cells, 
And out, out of the same mouth they will say, but it's a very hard decision. As though I've ever given two thoughts to clipping my fingernails or cutting my hair. You see, it's obvious. What is very hard about removing a clump of cells? You know what's very hard? Trying to suppress the truth that you have an appointment to end the life of your child. That's very hard. How many people have you seen after having their gallbladder removed or their, their appendix removed? Having a tooth removed? How many people come out with a blank stare, crying, weeping? None. We see it every week here. So mothers and fathers, when you watch the news, when you hear the stories about small children, babies losing their life, I want you to think about what happens here. I want you to ask yourself, what is the difference why do those children have value and your own don't? Is it their location? Sure, certainly not. Level of development? Certainly not. There is no difference. Our message is not hateful. It's a message of love and truth. We're here to tell you of the God that is and was and is to come. We're here to tell you about forgiveness that's found in Jesus Christ in no other name. The Christ that has forgiven murderers. The Christ that's forgiven child sacrifices, those who have committed child sacrifice, but who repented who did not persist, who did not argue away their guilt, but said before a holy God, I am guilty and without hope apart from Christ. Our message is a message of hope, of forgiveness of life, of a heart of flesh, where you now have a heart of stone, a heart that is at war with sin, instead of at war with God. I'm just trying to get my CDs away, man. We're here to try to tell you that there is a better way. And the God who you rejected every day of your life, you will stand before the moment you step out of this world. There's war and rumors of war that are eating up our globe. There's fears and anxiety of a global conflict, food shortages, gas shortages, a Mad Max scenario. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, but it is guaranteed you will stand before your Creator. And on that day, the only hope, the only plea you can have is I'm forgiven by the God-man Jesus Christ. He has taken God's wrath on my behalf.
and I've received the forgiveness that I could never earn. I plead with you, my friend, my neighbor, sir, ma'am, sitting out front, I plead with you to not live every day distracted, but to think about bigger things, more important things, more substantial things, weightier things, and to not be entertained to death until the day you stand before God in judgment. Love your babies, mothers and fathers. If you're here for any other reason, flee from this wicked place. It's an idol to child sacrifice. Look unto Christ and live. Look unto Christ and live. Look unto King Jesus that you may have life.